Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, fuckers, welcome to the four-year anniversary episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shimming podcast and has been for four years. Yes. This is Corinne. I'm Christina. We're both feeling snappy. (laughs) We're both very, very sick right now. But I think (laughs) that's better that we're both sick at the same time because otherwise one of us would ultimately get the other one sick anyway. I know. And we're contaminating all our equipment right now. Yeah, so fuck it. So So whoever our guest next week, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you don't care about listening to sick people, everybody at work. Mm, I always, I think my voice sounds better when I'm sick, but it just doesn't feel better. I've been told my voice sounds sexier when I'm sick and I'm like, well, that doesn't help. It's a little deeper, yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. Hey, Todd. How you doing? Yeah, you good? Yeah, that's good. I was like, oh. Get back to your spreadsheets. The Todd we know? or No. Just a, that's <laughs> just the first a random Todd. Random mind. Todd. Come see us live, you guys. Yes, we'll be in so many cities in the so new many. year and ho- hopefully well when we're in them. Uh, we'll <laughs> be in Sacramento, San Francisco, Ottawa, Buffalo, San Diego, Hasbrook. That's New Jersey. Oh, Hasbrook Heights. <laughs> oh, Hasbrook Heights. Yeah. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I typed it wrong. Denver, Colorado, Portland, St. Louis, Charlotte, uh, and Philadelphia. If you go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours, I actually did my homework and I uploaded the dates on the website. So thank you. You welcome everybody. Yes. And if there's a date that you're like, oh, they said the city, but it's not there yet. It'll, it's coming. Yeah. That means we don't have. The We're not making yet. things up. I promise I would not do that. We're not going to be. We didn't. We didn't spit around and put our finger on Hasbro Heights, New Jersey. Ain't no goddamn improv troupe. Come on. <laughs> Stand up comedian. Oh, my gosh. And then New Year's Eve, guys, I will be in Seattle, kind of Bellevue, Washington. <laughs> um, ugh, Same thing. It's, I feel like Bellevue is just the Soho of Seattle. Oh, chic. And uh, I'll be doing two shows with Steve Byrne uh, at Parlor Live. There's a 7.30 p.m. show and then there's a 10 p.m. show if you want to truly ring in the new year with me. Tickets are 50 to $60 and I know you're like, oh my God, that's so expensive. But if you're going anywhere else, you're going to pay more. So might as well just do it with me. All the information... It's on Do my Instagram. It's on Hang my out with her. stuff. It's Philanthropy Gal. Just go there. It'll be a fun time. And then if you're in New York City on Thursday, January 18th at 10.30 p.m., this is a different uh, day of the week and different time than Nacho Bitches usually is. We're doing Nacho Bitches again Thursday, January 18th at 10.30 p.m., at New York Comedy Club. Tickets are $12 with code Nacho. And we'll have a cool special guest host because Blair's, you know, just all over the world. She had to beach. Chilling. Yeah. Friday, the next day, January 19th, Wendy Starling and I co-host Glamapus at uh, Zinc Bar in the West Village. It's at 7.30 p.m. And uh, you should come. Bring a friend. Bring your mom. Show up fun. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to all our wonderful sponsors over the past four years or however long we've had sponsors, which is not four years. Because uh, we are in it for the integrity of the art. Well, I mean, I I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> third love 
has been with us for a very long time. Guys, you always want to look your best around the holidays with so many parties and reunions. Who has time to go to the department store? Sounds like ridiculous, but actually Get sometimes you don't. Line, girl. Anything I can buy online, I like to. Me too. Uh, so when you finally pick out the right party outfit, don't let it be ruined by an ill-fitting <laughs> bra. Yes, But if you look at some people's outfits, sometimes their undergarments do I ruin know. their outfits. But then I'm like, am I a bitch? Or no. is she just horrible? That's why I never wear underwear. <laughs> and that's why Alfred eats my holes in my pants. Oh. Um, this holiday season, <laughs> give yourself the gift of third love. Third love uses thousands of real women's measurements. And again, I'm just pretty sure that they just mean means fat. Not 80 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't give a shit for that. Which is so you know, we're going to keep going. I mean, it makes me laugh, though, because anytime they're Same. like real women, I'm like, oh, you mean like me yeah. <laughs> and super, you know, just regs <laughs> um, and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that are comfortable and make you look and feel great. Because when you're without your bra, you look like a <laughs> saggy titted ogre. <laughs> Um, I added that. You ain't married to Shrek, bitch. (laughs) Third love offers. You married to Dan. (laughs) Third love. Or April. Oh, yes. Yes, you did. (laughs) Third love offers bra sizes in double A if things are going poorly. Three G if things are also not going well. Yeah, it's not good either. Somewhere in the middle is the sweet spot. As well as their exclusive hat cup sizes with over 15 styles, including strapless and plunge. Shut the fuck. Uh, there's a bra for every <laughs> holiday party look. Bless you. Thank you. And if you're not <laughs> sure about your size, you can chat with a fit specialist. I mean, which is the reason I shop online anyway, to avoid conversations about my tits. Uh, but if you are into that, go ahead. Or you can take their fit finder quiz as you shop from the comfort of your own home. Because Third Love knows it's the season to spread cheer. They're offering 15% off your purchase so you can feel and look your best this holiday season. Again, go to thirdlove.com slash GWF now to upgrade your holiday style with a perfect fitting third love bra and get 15% off your purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash GWF. 15% off your first third love bra. Hey, Annie, put those cone tits back in your room and go get your third love bra. <laughs> hey, after you've gotten your tits in line, ladies... I know that's a lot of copy to handle your tits. There's a lot of people don't understand. Boobs are a lot of work. People don't really. Sometimes. It's like either people really want them out there or they really want them put away. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like slut shaming. It's like, oh, okay, all they want to do is see your tits, but then they see them and you're like, you should fix them. Right. But third love helps cradle them. Hey, after you got your tits in line, you got to talk about your mind and what's inside your heart. That's why our second sponsor is Talkspace. We all need to take a little bit better care of ourselves. and Our mental health is no exception. That is very true. That's why today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. You could send text messages to your therapist, audio messages to your therapist, video message, or you can even do a live video chat. That's what Steven does downstairs and he makes me put on my headphones so I can't hear it. Talkspace therapists are fully licensed and go through a rigorous screening process. In addition to... Um, in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. And sometimes your boyfriend will talk to his Talkspace therapist about what horror movies they like. And you're like, why are you flirting with your Talkspace therapist? He's like, I'm not, I'm just chatting. And you're like, okay, fine. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com. I thought you had your headphones on. 
Did you take him off? Yeah, I fucking took him off. I'm like, that's shady, man. What are you talking about? But you talk did, about it in front of me. But how did you know that that was happening to begin with if you had because your headphones on? Because he told me. On? Well, he oh, told me, made okay. a joke about it. He's talking to his talk space mm, therapist. Because he felt guilty. Like, why? Why? Are you, that's not therapeutic, is it? Is that therapeutic, Stephen? Go to, for the, find the perfect therapist, go to talkspace.com slash GWF. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code GWF. You get 30 bucks off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's coupon code GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Nice. (laughs) It is nice, though, because he actually complains to me less, which makes my pussy dry when he complains. Mm. And uh, he, he lets all of his grievances out with his therapist. And it's honestly awesome it's like you know how you said the one time that um i don't know if you said on the podcast or it was in real life but you were like i wish you could hire you could hire a blowjob sex oh, yeah. worker for james i've said that lots of times yeah you yeah. said it I, yeah i wish i mean that's talk space is like my version of a blowjob therapist because mm-hmm. i don't want to hear you complain even though you got to get it out you do have to get it out but that's also a lot of people make the mistake of getting it out to their significant other and that's yeah, not okay that's not why i'm here i mean or in I, our we'll case go... just people on this on the street every friend that i've ever had in my life old teachers well now i mean people i uh, i had a girl what was it like a couple weeks ago come up to me it wasn't the one in the store it was i think it was in like trader joe's or something and she listens to the podcast and she's like oh my god are you christina from guys who fucked and i was like oh yeah and then she just went right into this very intricate problem. And I was like, oh, girl, I need to get my frozen sesame jack in. Well, the thing is, I'm not always ready. I'm not always yeah. podcast, Corinne. Sometimes I'm in the middle of a breakdown. And then who do I stop in Trader Joe's? Corinne, gone. <laughs> you know what yesterday honestly though like pray and shit i was thinking yesterday i was like what if i just went full ape shit in 2018 and started going no. to church every week i mean hey if it helps it helps Whatever i don't know. You gotta do to help yourself i gotta i gotta i gotta do something weird i don't know i'm I, not sure i'm a little mentally fucked up right now Yes, I've saw i saw some tweets <laughs> and i was like this is gonna be an interesting intro you know Nothing like going home for the holidays, Mm. seeing your family. Yes. And then realizing that your family is the root of all your goddamn problems. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And you love them, but you hate them. Yeah. mm -hmm. And they drive you crazy, but they're great. Mm -hmm. It's so, it is so, uh, it's such a mind fuck because we've been working really hard on a lot of things, you and I. And uh, and I was really (laughs) excited to go to the suburbs. You know, get out of the hustle and bustle little, of the city. A little respite. Yeah. Yeah, a little re- Just let me let me hear some birds chirp that aren't pigeons and let me see the stars. Cause you can't so bright here you can't see the stars at night. Oh yes. And and hear crickets. I haven't heard crickets in a while. Right. Except on my calm app. Right. When I meditate to go to sleep because it's so goddamn busy in the city I live in. Sometimes I hear them when I try a new joke. Oh. <laughs> Go on, Corinne. I just took coughs here. I'm wackadoo. Um, But so I get like two days in. I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah. Because it 
really, a parent can, I know we talk about the word trigger and we roll our eyes, but my parents trigger me in a way that no other human on the planet can. And I think that most people feel that way. You put on, yeah, I see, I have a lot of- Your parents are nice and normal. Well, it's it's interesting. (laughs) They're not, uh, but I have a lot- More so, I guess. I have a lot of- um, cause I think a lot of what you're, it's going to tell me is, is similar to what, how my brother feels. It also might be really? like little, little, uh, younger child syndrome. Uh, I'm interested. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, so going. my brother, yeah. my brother and my parents have been in therapy. Oh, no one gives a shit together. Saying this. Yeah. Because they oh. weren't getting along. And oh, right, right, right. And when you have a parent with depression, I mean, that fucks you up. That fucks them up. They're doing their best. They don't know, you know? And it's like the times I look back in my childhood when I thought my mom was mad at me, but she was just being depressed. But I truly reacted as if, oh, shit, I did something wrong. And that's right. why I'm this like show pony of like, how can I help and entertain you and make you smile right. all the time? You also just think people are mad at you sometimes and they're just not. Because my they're mom. They're just in a bad mood. Right. And uh, <laughs> Totally. And it, yeah. it's such an anxious way to live. But yeah. it's because my mom will get when she she's in those ebbs and flows of 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 depression she gets she gets mad at me like on a dime she'll just turn and it and it makes mm. me so anxious and so i never know if what i'm doing is something that's gonna piss her off or not wait can i interject why do you care so much if your mom's mad at you <sighs> i wish i fucking knew that answer okay. i don't know i wish i didn't because i love her and i want her to be happy right because i do think i am naturally a people pleaser but also the mom with depression thing doesn't help but if you know that you're doing the best you can i mean you want your mom to be happy but you also like have to be yourself <sighs> i wish you were there when i was four <laughs> <laughs> you know could have used that advice earlier okay but um so the, you know my brother hadn't spent i think the last christmas he did not spend with us on the christmas before that i believe is when shit hit the fan so he they went to therapy and um and it's going great. They're like kind of repairing it, but it's a slowly, but it's slow and steady, right? You know, pa- repairing of the relationship. And I totally understand that because my brother ha- like keeps stuff in, and he, he, you know, isn't privy to talk about emotions as much as I am. Right. I'm a little too privy to it, and um, <laughs> I'm using that word right, correct? You know, uh, like likely, like yeah, uh, open to it, exposed. Yeah, I'd have uh, to. I have to. It's in. The, it's in the. It's in the realm. Of sometimes correctness. I'm like, that sounds right. I'm just gonna say it. It's more like you would be privy to something. Oh, um, I have to look it up. Sometimes I have to. Even I have to look up words. Even I. Wow. Even I. Wow, I feel better. Girl, I feel better. You should be a talk space therapist. Well, you know, just because because sometimes words are like very very specific, and there's only really like a couple instances in the English language when they actually work. I know. And millennials are abusing the meaning and definition they of words, are. including myself. Well, there's a lot of things literal, are, like pervert we discovered recently yeah. being very incorrectly used. Yeah. The word literally that I just was about to say and then stop myself like that's being incorrectly used. Right. Um, but yeah. So, so, you know, that's the, that's the environment I'm walking Usually into. Usually you're privy to information. Okay. Oh, okay. Got yeah. it. I'm going to look that up later and re- memorize that definition. <laughs> um, it's a fun word. It is. And so I was so excited. I love Christmas. It's my mother's birthday's on Christmas and it's Oh, have, um, Christmas Day? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a our the Hutchinson family competes for presents. Mm-hmm. I, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Every Christmas Eve we have a tournament and we have uh Steven's parents come over and his sister and they come over the house and we have this huge tournament we compete for prizes. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas morning we do a secret Santa cuz my two I only my family consists of my parents, my brother, and my two uncles. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I also have a small family so which it's nice and so we see them twice a year one of those times is christmas so they come down they're the shit they're awesome but it's always like don't make 
mom mad kind of thing is the little underlying goal because she gets easily stressed and right. It's just night goes awry if she gets pissed, even if it's not something you did. No one did anything wrong. Right. I feel like moms are the most stressed around the holidays. They are it's like, a, well, because also like, you know, like that movie, like bad moms, I know, or, or like we always make, make fun of it. Yeah. But also <laughs> bad moms. Yeah, there's like, Ooh, there's just too much bad. pressure around like the matriarch of the family. I know, to but make the holiday is perfect. I agree. But no one else gives it, it has that pressure. So does that mean they're putting it on themselves? Yeah, but I understand it, I that. Wrong. Like if you're like, like if like you're the one who's like kind of the unwritten or written host of the event. Like right. for me, like anytime I throw a party, like I love throwing parties, but I get very stressed out, even though I know no one would care. Like if everything is perfect, like I care. Yeah. And, and I'm the same way when I host <clears throat> anything, I'm, I'm, I get anxious. But uh, so anyway, so I'm always kind of feels like I'm walking on eggshells during the holidays. because I don't want to say anything to fuck anything up or, right. or I want to, you know. And so we had the tournament and my best friend, my two best friends came down. Um, Melissa and Jeff came down for Christmas Eve to participate in the holiday tournament. It meant a lot to me. It was so much fun. We had a blast. So, and my brother was there and it meant so much that my brother was there because he wasn't there last Christmas and yeah, because they weren't talking and it went smoothly. And I and I really feel like I have to be the peacemaker of my family, even though no one asks that of me. I just put I like the matriarch of the family, put that pressure on myself. Right. But I'm really good at it. So like, you know, um, I like having that job. So. So anyway, so Stephen is sober. All He doesn't drink. He doesn't do right. drugs. And he oh, he spent that whole day. Mind you, he's a goddamn angel. Com Xfinity Comcast. I'm here to call you out. They've been fucking over my dad on the um in their internet service, and he's been paying for one service and uh which is a lot of money and not getting it basically. Oh. And Steven knows about the the tech words and the she knows the shit to say. Plus, he used to be an assistant when he worked at first started working at Def Jam. Yeah. <laughs> he is he was such a good assistant. He would be at on family vacations at Disneyland, he's screaming at the own, a manager of a hotel to get an artist in for the Grammy weekend. Being an assistant is terrible. It sounds terrible, and I am not good at it. I mean, I was horrible assistant. I feel poor Vicky, and um, <laughs> and but he was really good at it. So he kind of went all assistant, Stephen, mm -hmm. and was standing up to Comcast from on behalf of my all parents day? for a couple hours. Jesus. It was crazy, and I was like, that is the sexiest. I'm I blow you right now if my parents weren't here. Um, I was just so impressed. And I was like, you did not have to do that. You're fucking knight in shining armor. And um, it was great. So then Christmas Eve comes along, tournament, best friends come over, Steven's parents come over. It's great. My brother's there. <clears throat> no one's fighting. We're all drinking, having a jolly good time. And um, and then my Melissa and Jeff go to go home, and then um my brother and they they're they can drive, but they had had a drink. They had two drinks yeah. throughout the night. But I was still like, ah, I can't tell if they're like really excited or kind of tipsy. I couldn't tell. Right. So we followed him home. And my brother, who never gets to go out and hang out with us, he's like, Oh, I'll go with you to Melissa's mom's house and hang out and have a drink, and then you drop me back off. Perfect, great. We go. Melissa's mom breaks out this thing called cream tequila. Ever heard of it? What is it called? Cream tequila. Cream tequila. No, I stay away from tequila as a drink altogether. Picture Bailey's, but with a shitload of tequila. Ooh, I love Bailey's. I don't love tequila. I don't love either. And neither does my brother. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And he had a glass. And then he he was like kind of drunk. I got, He got like drunk. Um which was nice. He never drinks. Oh, I'm really? Like, Let loose, bro. Like, Maybe that's why he's so agitated. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe. That's why Steven's so agitated. Um, and uh, so it was so nice and it was just, it meant a lot. And it was nice to just hang out with my brother and Steven and my friends. And then we went back to to my brother's apartment and he was like, oh, I, I told him I would help him wrap Christmas presents for his son, like my my nephew. And because um, I'm really good at rapping. And then he, we were talking, we were having this heart to heart conversation and it was just really nice because I fucking love my brother so much and he's such a good guy. And we were just like, have, he was like opening up to me and it was nice. <laughs> uh-oh. And then, uh-oh. <laughs> projectile vomiting. Oh. On himself, on the on his rug. Yeah. And his dog, mind you, this is another, there's a lot of layers to this story. Yeah. You guys really got to hang tight. Um, his dog, uh, tank who I I picked out for him 16 years ago. This dog is 16 years old. He is a walking corpse of a dog. Oh I mean, man, pees everywhere. Nice. But you, it looks like cataracts, like eight inches thick. I mean, really looks like a corpse. He looks like a dead dog, but he's so happy and wags his tail. That's cool. And breathes his dead dog breath all over you. And he's so sweet. But um, he's has a lot of problems medically, and he can't hold anything in. Oh, he's being tanky. put down in a week. He's being oh, put down. Oh no. Yeah. But in that's that story took a spin. Yeah, it sucks. But and I love Tank, and I've grown. So I was, you know, when my brother vomited, Tank runs over and yeah, tries dogs to eat love it, that. and I was like, No, my God, oh no! Now, meanwhile, it is a quick way to clean it up, but it, not if he's <laughs> no, not going to keep it down. I know it seems gross, but the dog doesn't care, and then you that really saves you a lot of trouble. I know, but I was like, Oh no, what do I do? And I'm trying to wrap. Brantley's presence. And then, so we're like, okay, we're going to get up and we're going to, uh, GJ, take him into his room. I'm going to clean up the thing. And I'm this whole, in the back of my mind, one of the things that my mom has gotten pissed off about me in my lifetime is she, she's very needy with me. She very, if I come home and visit them, they don't, they don't, when I'm at a friend's house, they're like, oh, you're going over there. Right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, I know, but parent, for what, parents 101. To, yeah. But for whatever reason, it really gets me. But I'm like, it's Christmas Eve. I've been gone for two hours. Should I text them? I'm like, I got to clean up this puke. So I get, so I clean up the puke. Takes a while because I have to get it out of the carpet. Ugh. And I try and get Tank. I try to put Tank in the cage. And then he starts barking this horrendous, heinous bark that I know is going to wake up the neighbors. So I take him out of the cage and he's peeing all over the place. And I'm trying to wrap these presents. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Steven was trying to help. And he's like, oh, DJ didn't finish decorating the tree. I'm going to help. I'm going to decorate the tree for him. So when he wakes up, he's going to have all his presents wrapped. Tree's going to be decorated. I'm going to clean up this puke. And so we did all that. And I was like, I got to take Tank out for a walk. He keeps shitting and pissing everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. But then I don't want to rush tank and he's taking his goddamn time like this is the Mm -hmm. last time i'm ever gonna walk you in my life and i'm crying because i love that dog yeah and then i don't want to drag him back inside but he's taking forever so i take him back inside i go to the bathroom my brother's room he's lying on the floor Mm -hmm. in his puke and like face down and i was like that ain't good and face down is the better way to do because you don't want to pull a janice joplin and have him choke to death on his own vomit oh but see i thought he could drown if he's face down in a puddle you also can i think on probably on the side is the best way you uh, just a psa if anyone oh okay if someone's puking don't let them lie on their back oh well that i know yes that i know because i can go back up um <clears or throat> back down your throat and your choke but yeah. um so then i go in i'm like where's my brother i go in his room his room because he just cares about his son that's all he cares about is like yeah. so his his brantley's room is immaculate and there's all these toys his room is a fucking mess because he doesn't have time for himself he never takes time for himself right so i'm i'm like oh shit and then he's 
pukes on the floor again. And so I'm trying to eat from one thing of tequila. Well, he had Jägermeister earlier, which he drinks usually, but the combination just didn't mix. Jesus. And the combination of the two really fucked him up. And I've had that where I've had three drinks and I've had a hangover for 48 hours barfing. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is, but, um, and, uh, and so I'm trying to like make his room nice. And he had all this clean laundry on his bed and I folded it. And then I try, he's heavy. He's a big guy. He's tall. He's yeah. over to it. He's like 220 or something. And I body by Talia. Thank God. I know how to deadlift. So I can, right. I can lift properly. So Steven's like, I, we can't get him up. We can't get him up. He's too heavy. We cannot physically, you and I cannot. Oh, two people and I'm like, could get up a 220 guy. Yeah. And, but I, so I go, I have my legs on either side of him and he's laying on his stomach and I pick him up, scoop him up from the armpits. And I like take a deep breath in. I'm like, Ugh! and I pick him right up and I put him on the bed. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay. I think we're good. The presents are wrapped. And then he in the bed. He, while I'm taking him to the bed, I hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I get him to the bed. And he pukes on the bed. Mm, I've done this to people and before. And I was like, oh, fucking shit. And, uh, and then Tank's behind me, like trying to beat the puke. <laughs> I'm telling you, you should just let Tank eat it. I should have, but I didn't. I didn't know. And then I cleaned that puke up and I put like eight layers of paper towels next to him on the bed. Couldn't find his phone because he had a. It was a crazy night, but I was like, you know, I want to do this for my brother. I love him so much. And, and that's just, and, yeah, it's more, just more gross than anything. It's gross, but you know, I don't care. I, I wasn't that grossed out by it. And then I had to put the dog in the cage and then I get home at four in the morning. It's oh, four boy. in the morning at this point. It took me so many hours to do all of that stuff. Well, vomit's tough. And I was, Steven and I were exhausted. We like held hands. We're like, wow, we really, we felt like buddies in war. We're like, we really, Christmas the shit out of DJ. Right. And he's going to wake up to a happy Christmas morning with presents wrapped in his tree and oh, good. And then I was like, oh fuck, I hope my mom's not going to be mad at me when I come home. Right. I walk and I was like, they're not going to be awake. It's 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Pull up. Lights are up. Shades are up. Mom's sitting on the fucking recliner in the goddamn living room. I'm like, oh no, that's not good. It's not good. It's like the movie Get Out. Oh, it felt like it, except um, they're white. Yeah, all white, all white. (laughs) Uh, I mean, they're white in the movie too, but I didn't have a black boyfriend. Um, Oh no, there was, yeah, there was, okay. Yeah, there was a black person. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, the enemy was racism (laughs) in that movie. Yes. Um, This is just a mother who cares too much. Uh, And I was, I walked in and I was like, I was so exhausted emotionally. And I was like, maybe her eyes are closed. I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. And so I walked past to the living room because we were sleeping in their their room, my parents' room, for while we were visiting them because of the way it worked out, the bedroom situation. And uh, and I'm like, she's probably asleep. And then I hear, Christina Marie. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. I didn't have, I didn't want to tell her about my brother puking because I didn't want to throw him under the bus. I didn't want her well, to have ammo could to be like, he's so irresponsible. Because he oh, wasn't. Yeah. He but just, you could just, you could have just been like, oh, he got like food poisoning. Like he was no, just vomiting. Yeah, that's too obvious because we all ate dinner. We all uh-huh. ate a family dinner, so we would eat the same thing. And um, and I just didn't. I didn't have the. I didn't have any ounce of energy in me. And then she starts screaming at me, like yelling at me in a way that she has before in the past. That's just like. I didn't do anything wrong, but it's mm. the kind of yelling that triggers me like a hundred percent. Like that's why I don't like when anybody writes me a passive aggressive email. Mm-hmm. That's why I like talking to people's faces. Cause she would used to do that when I was younger and it would send me into a spiral so fucking hard. Like no one can She would write you pra- passive aggressive. Like, really? Emails? Yeah. But like nasty passive aggressive oh. about like when I told her I smoked weed for the first time and she would write me all these emails about yeah. um, how it's a gateway drug and how I'm going to be a heroin um, sex worker and all that stuff. Um, not that extreme, <clears throat> but, uh, 
Anyway, she starts launching into this like, how I can't believe it is Christmas Eve and you just want a fucking party. And I'm like, I start, I don't know if you've ever been too exhausted to have a panic attack, but you feel the emotions in your head, but you're too tired to actually physically express them. So you're, you're going through this downward spiral in your head of your childhood and, and disappointing mommy and making mommy sad. And you're the reason mommy is upset and blah, blah, but you're so tired that you can't even cry. And I just like walked, I'm like, mom, I can't right now. And I walk into my bed. Steven, Steven's like, come on, let's go. Because he tried to stand up for me. He's like, Mrs. Hutchinson, with all due respect, we've had a very long evening and we want to go to bed. And she just started getting into, I can't believe you were so irresponsible. I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. We get into the bedroom, close the door. And Steven puts his hand on my shoulder. She's like, Christina, it's going to be okay. We can pack our stuff tomorrow morning. We can leave. It's okay. We can go to my parents' house. It's fine. And then my mom starts walking around the house, mm, slamming God. things. Dude, I would have left and got in a hotel room immediately. And I'm crying. Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. And then we woke up and Steven somehow managed to put her in her place in a way that didn't make her lash back out. And it was fine. And we like carried through with Christmas opening right. presents. And then we went to his parents' house. And I'm like, God damn, your parents are angels. Right. Holy shit. I mean, I gotta say, but that's just not like, I mean, that's not a normal way to act. I know. I know. know. You're right. It's not. And I know like it's tough. It makes me so upset. And I can't because what I do is I can't stand up for myself Mm -hmm. because I go into my shell yeah. And I just I'm silent. I'm I I feel paralyzed. I hear you. I mean, it's hard because like I know that like you get very like defensive when people say anything bad about your mom and your mom is like a very nice woman and she has a lot of like, wonderful qualities, but the the effect that she has on you it's is like and brainwashed. really really unhealthy and it's very it's so hard as like your friend to like watch it all the time. And like even like when your mom calls or something like, you drop everything. It truly truly I I've told you this a million times, but like it reminds me of the way the the, the woman in um what the fuck is that holiday movie that everyone loves love actually yeah you know the uh the blonde woman who has the brother who's like in the mental home oh yeah and like no matter what she's like trying oh, to go on no. with her life and she's trying to like this hot guy's what trying to I have do? sex with her and the, and then the brother keeps calling and she keeps stopping and she keeps like robbing herself of these opportunities because my whole family of her brother like yeah. your mom is an adult and she's going to be fine she's gotten through more than i've ever heard of anyone getting through i know in life she's fully capable of it but it's like sometimes when you know the emotional manipulation gets to me so much and i'm under the spell yeah fucking sucks and i've been wanting to give steven a like i've (laughs) i've been so steven has been such a goddamn prince Mm -hmm. in this whole christmas thing and i've been wanting like i wanted i've been wanting to fuck him i've been wanting to have sex with steven right since Eight days ago, seven days ago. And I can't, like, my family shit gets to me so hard that I can't even... Right. Certainly not in their room. No, disgusting. That's yeah. fine. That's normal. But then even home, like, why well, I was sick last night, but still, I'm like... I my vagina wants to have sex with you so bad, but my right. heart just wants to cuddle in a corner by myself with a blanket. 
But that's so I mean, that's okay. You can take a like a moment. But I yeah. mean it is it it's is fucked up, man. Well, because I know like my brother also gets more affected. Like my my family not, like no one's like fighting or yelling or anything like that. But I mean like, you know, my parents we, we it's we I like to try to I like to spend time with each of my family members like separately. Like Good do plan. something with my dad, do something with my mom. And then I feel like it really like gets you to understand your parents and like hi- highlights. I like small groups of people hanging out anyway. Like I can't be hanging out with everyone at once and like um, but my, my brother does, he, it's like your parents are who they are and like, and they're not probably not going to change at this point. No, and it's like, not. and, and it's like, no matter if you disagree with how they're living their lives, or if you want them to be happy, like at this point, I've spent a long, a long time thinking about this and because I always think in my head, like, oh, wouldn't like my mom's or my dad's life be better if they did X, Y, and Z? Like, yeah, maybe it would, but it's but not, not your it's not my decision. My parents did a really great job raising me. My brother and I both agree. Like we we yeah. turned out into like really cool, um, productive human beings. Yeah. And so from here on now, it's like, yeah, I could spend a lot of time like dwelling on uh, how they're currently living their lives or whatever, uh, but I—that's—that's that's them. They—they they can. They're adults and they can live their lives however they want to. And I came up with this thing over the holidays because I was trying to like give my brother a pep talk. And it—I what am I calling it? I'm calling it uh, self pre- self preservatory selfishness. Ooh. And what this Coin is. It. It's like truly sometimes like if I'm stressed out or like around my family and I just I I like create like a bubble for myself and I just like live in my own alternate universe. That sounds sounds crazy, like a crazy person. But but it's how else you escape your own head. It's very, very helpful. And I think it's just you have to constantly remind yourself that like. Okay, your parents' real job is to kind of get you to like 18, get you to a functioning human being, give you the skills that you need. And then beyond that, it's kind of up to you. But also on the flip side, like it's not your, they are not your kids and you do not have to. That's. You do not have to raise them. Like you can, like I have a choice. I can have kids or I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids because I want to concentrate on like being the best me I can be until the day that I die. I want to go out right. doing whatever it is. And so even if it upsets me or bothers me, some actions that my parents are having, uh, it is not my job to control them. It is not my job to make them live their life the way that I am living my life. It is None of these are my responsibilities and their happiness is not my responsibility. My responsibility is to be a good daughter and to... Um, I certainly do things that my parents ask of me, like favors within fucking reason. Yeah. But like, I am not their therapist. And like, oh yeah, like a lot of like whatever health or whatever. It's like, I've given, I've made suggestions and and then apart from that, whatever it is, it is. Because like my brother also gets like upset by things or like, uh, like emotionally stressed out. And it's so hard. It is a younger kid's thing. It's so hard for me to watch because I like truly don't feel that. And I'm like, well, am I selfish? I'm like, that have to do with your parents? Just like, yeah, any like small interactions that like don't even register on my radar. Really? Are are, like things that he like thinks about. And like, I'm just laughing because it's like, I feel, I feel so 
bad. And then I'm like, am I just like it's such exhausting. a narcissist? But I'm like, no, no, you're smart. It's just like completely like it's self preservation. I can't be thinking about all these other people's lives and like what they are doing or what they are not doing. Yeah. I just wish I knew how to cut the umbilical <clears throat> cord between me and my mom. Yeah, it's just like for me, it's just like it's like I am who I am. I'm really like really happy. This podcast has taught me like what a great like job my parents like it all gave me all yeah. like, skills. But beyond that, I'm on my own. Like we're they're on their own. And I know that they feel like they, they, like after college, they're kind of like, you're on your own. And I'm like, great, because <laughs> I know exactly I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm like, sure, I've had like that times when I needed to like borrow money or something like that. But money is just money. It's not. Yeah, it's not like an emotional thing that I need. And then I I just kind of go on. And, so, and I try to just I try not to like let other people's emotions get so like affect mine so much because it's just gonna fucking drag you, you do down. have a lot you do have some friends that <clears throat> are like emo- i consider myself emotionally needy mm-hmm. uh and you have friends that are also emotionally needy but it doesn't bother you and i'm like how the fuck does it not bother you because it's like within reason and i help them with it in the um an amount that i think is fair to myself and then yeah. beyond that i never asked myself that it's like beyond it's that, you, they need to go to a professional. And if yeah. they refuse to go to a professional, that is not your responsibility to pick up the to pick up the rest. 2018 is <clears> going <throat> to be the year that I'm going to do me. Yeah, because there's so many things. Like, I just feel like it's like you can really end up like robbing yourself of truly like years of your life if you're worried about your parents. And my, and my just, brother's like, well, aren't we going to take care of them when they're older? I'm like, of course, we're going to take care of their older, but they're not moving in with us. No, dude. You know, my brother. I'm working really hard so that my parents can get the um, most amazing. And, and my parents, treatment. my parents took in my father's parents who have both passed away. Right. And they, I mean, I used to look at that and go, "Wow, that yeah. is um heroic." They they added on a part of their house, like they built on a part of their house. My parents, grandparents, sold their Florida house. They added a built-on part of my parents' house. Yeah. And my mom would be my mom was criticized and bullied by my father's mother Mm -hmm. her whole relationship with my father she was being called all these nasty things by my Mm -hmm. dad's mom and and ended up wiping her ass until the day she died like it's very similar to what happened with my parents yeah and i'm like wow yeah Yeah. that's amazing that that that's one of the things i love about my mom that's fucking so selfless but i don't know yeah, because you're not going to, I mean, I don't want it. We're still human beings. You're not going to, well, it's different. I think there is, there, there's almost a level of separation. Like it might honestly be easier to wipe your mother-in-law's ass than your own mother because there's a, <laughs> Ain't that there's the a goddamn level of truth. separation Put there. that on a bumper sticker and stick it on my <laughs> minivan. Yeah, there's a level of separation there. And, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm never, my, I am certainly indebted to my parents for like doing a good job. But also then I think I'm like, well, you know, when you have a kid, and you make a decision to have a kid it's kind of your responsibility to do a good job and i yeah. think they did a, an above average job but yeah, it's also like part of the reason that i am not having kids is because i feel like i would be giving up on myself and my progress if i had kids i'm already 32 years old i have a lot more work to do yeah i don't i just don't have it in me to give us both the treatment that we deserve and i think people need to really fucking put a lot more thought into having kids before they do it honestly this <clears throat> whole holiday got me thinking I don't know if I want kids fucking either. Parents fuck kids up mm-hmm. so much without even meaning to, without yep. even doing anything wrong. And I mean, they also the world's a nightmare. Being, <laughs> so true. <laughs> but 
just by being human, because then you grow up and you try to, if one of your parents is, or both are dysfunctional, you try to secretly without even fucking knowing it, date your dad or your mom. Mm -hmm. And then you keep dating your dad or your mom and it keeps not working. You're like, why is that not working? And then no one tells you because it's some deep seated shit. And then you have your own shortcomings that are because you're trying to please your parents or whatever the fuck. And it's like, damn, humanity fucks up humanity. You're right. I mean, I mean, pretty hard. Just in every aspect of my <laughs> but life. And I love them so much. You can, and you can love them. <laughs> you can love them. No one's yeah. saying don't love them, don't feel strongly towards them. But I think you'll even like love them more if you don't feel like, you know, their happiness depends on you. It Ugh. does not. They are adults. You just set me free, Corinne. They should have been happy before I, that's they had That's been my you. main burden. Well, because, and the thing, the reason that I, I wasn't going to say anything about it on the podcast, <clears> but I'm like, <throat> you know what? First of all, everyone family fucks them up in some unique way. Right. Every person of listening course. to this is family. Even if they were there, they weren't there, whatever. Yeah. Everyone is fucked up by their family. Of course. And I'm retelling the story. My Melissa, my best friend, called me last night to tell me about her night, Christmas Eve, which mm-hmm. we had spent together. But then when we parted ways, that's when shit hit the fan. Right. For both of us. Mm-hmm. But her separately. And um, but I'm retelling her all this. And she knows my mom and my dad and my brother. She knows all these peop- these characters in my story. For sure. And I'm telling her this. And I, I have been so sad about it for Mm -hmm. the past two days like really upset but then I'm telling her this and I'm cracking the fuck up I'm like this shit is fucking ridiculous right and so that's why I wanted to talk about it because I'm like you know what bitches every all the bitches listening that's everybody man women trans whatever you are you know what everyone thinks fucked up and it's gonna be okay well, just I laugh like at it. Laugh at it. There's a lot of comparison, and especially with like social media, everyone thinks everyone else is having like such a great Christmas. Like my brother was like, "Oh, when I was, you know, his ex girlfriend, he's like, we always used to have like such. A, it was like such a fun Christmas." And I was like, "Yeah, it, it's stressful as fuck." But though. Christmas with someone else's family is always going to be kind of fun because it's not your family. There's oh. nothing. There's nothing at stake there. And I'm like, you don't know what was going on in those your, their minds. Like you don't know what yeah. they were hiding with these like fake expressions of joy. Like and they're hiding. A lot. Yeah. Believe you me. It's like you can't, you just can't. Those keep- holiday cards you get from the kids you babysat years ago or those all those little holiday cards with the pictures. Right. There's some fucked up things going on behind those eyes of, of those. Yeah. And in all the holiday pictures. The holidays are just a stressful Matching time. pajamas? Come on. Yeah, it's too much. Ugh, that mean that's crazy. I mean, it, it, there's that just, just means you're fucked up. It's, there's just too much, there's just too much uh, at stake in the holidays and it's a stressful time and I think It's like, so stressful. You should visit your, I feel like holidays you should just spend with like yourself yourself your significant other maybe one of a person and then visit your family another time of the year i think that is such a good goddamn plan and i'm gonna consider another time of the year or like go on vacation i would love to be able to like travel during the holidays someplace and just kind of like separate yourself from this thing that is just forced down our throats that we it's like marriage to be happy it's like when if you want to get if you meet somebody you love you get married you walk down the aisle your father gives you away then you toss a garter belt and then you toss a bouquet to all you single friends and whatever one's the least crazy gets the book and it's like all these little tiny traditions that I'm like why do we do this it's stupid and this doesn't mean anything to me I mean what I one thing I did this year was I was like okay like my family like again they're not like they're more more if anything they're just kind of like 
you know, boring. And they're not individually that's boring. So relaxing. People. They're not individually boring people, but just like they're, we kind of all like have our own our own stuff going on, and that's, that's fine. So nice. uh, like not my like my immediate family is not boring. Um, they're a bunch of characters. But <laughs> uh, so I was like, let what like how instead of just going into this and going through the motions, I have to be there anyway. I was like, how can I make this fun for myself? So I put a lot of work into Aww. getting really good gifts for all my family members. This is only the second year I've even been able to afford it for like my aunts, right. my uncles, my cousins. Oh, wow. So I was like, I like stalked the shit out of my cousins on Facebook. I was like, I'm going to get them really great gifts. And at least then the highlight for me can be like them getting really cool gifts that hopefully they enjoy because I like we're, I'm a good so much gift older than my cousin is very is is such a underappreciated when you get a gift that's thoughtful. It is mind blowingly wonderful. So I was just like, and like, and like some of my, you know, it's like everyone's like has different like financial uh, things happening in their lives. So I was just like, all right there. I was like, at least we all came here and maybe some people will like some good gifts. Cause I was like, what? It's like, it's like, I can't be good at everything. So like, what's something that I can be good at that I have the means to do right now. And I was like, yeah. I can get some gifts and it, I nailed it. It went over great. It made me happy that they got gifts that they like. I don't give a shit about me. Cause I could buy my, like whatever that, yeah. what do I want? Like very basic things and I can afford them myself. Ask now, my mom God. for a book light. <laughs> a book light? Yeah, that you clip onto your book. Oh, oh no, I mean, I know what it is. I was yeah. just like, that's just it's like really, $5. I don't care. I really need one and I don't have time to get one. Oh, that's good. Book light. Yeah, my mom got me an awesome pair of like maroon uh, crushed velvet Doc Martens and I was like, oh, Di-Fi wow. A++. It was very good. I got it. Yeah, and it's fun to get good gifts. I like giving gifts better than getting gifts. Um, yeah. But it's and then we're all, we're all through it and me and Alfred are back at home and we're we were relaxing so for, yeah watching some impractical jokers is your boo still filming um yeah James well no James is done filming now he finished right like the day before Christmas and then now he's helping his sister move to Phoenix oh what a nice brother so I was just like you haven't oh seen him God. in a while no I haven't seen him in like God it'll be like three weeks three or four weeks oh my god yeah it's fine yeah. but it's like now i use this time get to miss each other to regroup yeah spend some time with alfred yeah a lot of cuddling yeah alfred i mean alfred also you know in the house with the other dog my mom has a dog and then that's crazy but then it's also alfred acts erratically because he's in a new space yeah and i'm just like oh my now i'm sick because i kept taking alfred outside so he wouldn't pee everywhere right 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 <clears throat> i can't think about dogs without thinking about all the people that have emailed us about that girl who wanted to get fucked by a dog oh that's the highlight of my christmas too i landed two bestiality jokes oh really christmas eve oh. in front of my dad's family Killing christmas it. day in front of my mom's family you ever uh said that's what she said after one of your boyfriend's older relatives <laughs> that's very prude and sweet and kind says something that is uh only perverted to you and then everyone looks at you weird no but that uh, sounds fun what happened to me <laughs> oh my god and i also learned a lot about my dad but i'm hoping he'll do the podcast so i'll <gasps> really i don't want to give his I feel story like your dad away. has some cool stories well, my dad, it's funny. And also, oh, and I went to my fucking uncle's house. My uncle is like a 74-year-old retired police officer nice. from Newark. He used to be a lieutenant oh, in Newark, New Jersey. So he's like, uh, and he had my, uh, he had our book really? on, on his coffee his name? table, uh, Gary. Uncle Gary. And Thanks. he had his co a coffee and he was reading it. He's like, I'm only to page 70. And like, we discussed it at length. Word? And Gary. he he knew Unexpected. all these like facts from it. He had like 
dog eared it. He had me autograph it. And he and he really and it was so interesting because I I just would not expect that from him. And truly him having read 70 pages of the book really opened us up into this really interesting conversation in which my dad's telling us things we had never heard before. Uncle Gary saying things. And it was I was like, damn, the power of guys we fuck. Wow. Mm -hmm. It was great. That's great. It was so interesting. Actually, I had a breakthrough conversation with my uncle the one that has said not so low race said some racist things right right uh and 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 i've gotten into many fights with him and have marched upstairs and stopped talking to him for, uh about like uh, you know black lives matter and, and then he started Stephen and i were in, the, in our room wrapping presents and then i heard somebody go i just don't get why they're kneeling at the nfl games i'm like oh i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go i gotta go this is yeah. not gonna go well i gotta go they're yeah. they're not they're not protesting the military. Um, anyway, but we had ended up having a conversation about religion and how he, he because I look at him as this like conservative person that I, you know, socially we do not agree on most things. Right. And um, and uh, he was talking about how he just feels like religion is so controlling and it's a means to control people and how For it sure. helps, it hinders who people really are. I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Look at us agreeing on something. Mm-hmm. So that was the one highlight. That's good. We both bonded with uncles. Well, I think the key is like to find some territory that you guys can maybe agree on and then work from there. Yeah. And then work outward. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. and if you just and also if you just start with like the state with this, some of the staples, like especially politics, like your views aren't going to be aligned. But like, yeah. who's really are. Oh, also, this is totally separate. But it's sex related. Yes. If you read a sex dream about somebody and then it made you like actually sexually attracted to them yes. in an annoying way. James and- Gandolfini. Whoa. Didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full of surprises. But what, what is it about someone you work with? Have you ever had that? Someone you work with? Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I know all the people you, know you who, work with. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, abso- absolutely. I um, had a sex dream about me doming this person. And I mm. don't do that. I don't. That idea doesn't appeal to me. But and then I had the dream about it. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I and think then I, I keep know, thinking about it. I know who you're thinking of. I've also had like sexual daydreams about this person. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Good for us. We have the same person. I don't know what it is about him. I, and it's alarming. It's very, it, right? <laughs> I have had in my dream, I went up to him and I'm like, how would I go to the bathroom? And he finger me in the stall. Mm. <laughs> like, and then I woke up and I was like, oh, that sounded fun. And then I keep thinking about it. I believe he fucked me against a wall in oh, an yours office. Oh, is fun. <laughs> but no, it's so funny because there are- He just are, fingered me, but I made him finger me in like a dom way. There are these people- In my dream. That like- He said yes, he consented. That like- uh, like years after one of our uh, me and Paula apparently had the, the same like crush on our middle school English teacher shout out Mr. Gretti hey. um, and like, year, like we never talked about it then and then years later and it's just like he's very like he was like we were like I guess we were into nerds before it was cool to be into nerds mm-hmm. but there was just I don't know there's just something about some people that it's really annoying because if I saw you walking down the street I'd be like okay there's a person like not even no not even i wouldn't even turn my neck but that's why you need to get that's why it's like especially women like get more into people's personalities and then become obsessed with them but he's like a weirdo i mean i don't know i love weirdos i guess i do i never really did i guess but uh i do now and i just that one sex stream really Mm. it's really annoying Mm, yeah james gandolfini i mean someone i would never just nothing about him on paper or but I feel bad like masturbating too. I don't know. I don't know why I feel bad masturbating to it. 
I he know. doesn't know. No one knows. And even if he I mean, did, now I mean, people I are going to know. But I mean, they don't know who it is. Flattered. I guess. Then I don't want him to have that power. <laughs> it's very complicated. Yeah. I just say it keeps it keeps. I, I've, I don't know why that just keeps lingering in my head. Yeah. Like I, the I, lines that I said to him in our in my sex stream. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, let's read some emails. <laughs> Guys, we've done this podcast going on four years. Guys We Fucked happened four years ago. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate everybody who listens. And um, even if you suck, thanks for listening. Yeah. And we couldn't, we wouldn't be here without you. And uh, and we're working on a lot of really exciting things uh, thanks to you guys being so supportive. So we really appreciate it. Oh, and thanks to everyone on Reddit. I was fucking... I Reddit? Was, Wait, really? I was that sarcastic? Yeah, it was... Of oh. course, it's always sarcastic when it's Reddit. Saying. I was fucking trying to Google uh, someone, something about the Impractical Jokers yesterday. Oh, man. And somehow, I don't even know, <laughs> I'm trying... Innocent Impractical go- Jokers uh, Googling, and then I saw Oh, no, the threat about us? A threat about us. I'm Damn like, it. How did this even come up? <laughs> I wasn't even trying to do this. I wasn't even actively looking for information on oh, us. Oh, champagne problems, bitch. Ugh. Not really. It sucks. Oh I don't want anyone to write anything mean. God. All right. The subject of this email is, he came on your pussy? What the fuck? We didn't read this, right? Yeah, we didn't read this email. Who knows? We need a better organized. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, okay. My wife and I are in a very happy, polyamorous, open marriage. We have only three rules. Number one, condoms always and forever. That's in all caps. Number two, no family fucks. I mean, yeah, she has some hot cousins, LOL. Oh, okay, I get it. And number three, no exes. Those are good rules. These rules work for us and we stay full of, stay full of happiness and encouragement for each other. However, tonight, something different came up. Uh-oh. Uh, my wife had never had a one night stand. I, on the other hand, have had uh, numerous, mostly with other men, but that's neither here nor there. Ooh, sounds fun. She asked me a few months ago what it was like to have a one night stand. And I told her it's usually either a great experience or a mediocre, somewhat disappointing experience. I'm paraphrasing an entire conversation by saying that right after that, she met a guy and they enjoyed a relationship for several months. That relationship ended Uh, less than a week ago. As soon as it ended, the one night stand topic came up again. Now she was ready to pursue one thinking it was her next step in achieving sexual liberation. I am so fucking proud of her because she got on Tinder, met a guy and set up a set a time for a date for her very first hookup. Wow. What a supportive ass husband. Uh, That brings us to tonight. They met and had what seemed to be a wonderful experience together until she recapped her adventure to me. I ruined it for her and I am beating myself up hardcore about that right now. As she was telling me about her, how her evening, uh, it came to a part when he asked, where did you want me to come? She requested his hot, fresh cum on her ass. (laughs) Okay. She was on top during this exchange. So he pulls out, pulls the condom off and proceeds to come, but it doesn't make it to her ass. He came all over her pussy. She didn't really seem alarmed by it, but I was. I'm not so sure I should be, though. So here's my question. Is come on the pussy the same as come in the pussy? She can't get pregnant because she had a uh, tubal. That's why I guess that means she had tubes time. Mm-hmm. But just how uh, at risk could she really be for an STD from this? I have no clue. Please help. Uh, one small little rant, by the way. It is fucking ridiculous that so many women jump to judgment when they see that I am married on Facebook or on a dating site and immediately assume I'm a hopeless piece of shit who's cheating. I'm sick of being man-shamed by countless women who just assume I'm a dick that can't uh, resist. Rant over. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I know it won't likely be on the show or get a response. Oh, well, so no, you're wrong. Okay. 
first of all, I'm sorry you have to deal with the man shame of being uh, in an open marriage and then having women think you're assholes. I think you are paying the price for other men being assholes. You are yeah. not one of them. Yeah. I but mean, you are paying the price for it. Right. Um, and if you want to give back to the community and help your own cause, you know, just if you have a friend who's being an asshole, be like, hey, bro, man, just don't be such an asshole. You know, there's little things. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as like all white people are responsible for all the bad in the world now. I mean, I mean it's very similar. Yeah. So I'm just like, whatever. <sighs> yeah. So but just, you know, not I, I do agree. Like, that's like the one that's like the one of two things in this world. Women have a one up on if we get in an open relationship. All of a sudden, I'm not going to be judged by the guys I want to fuck. Well, guys but, just don't care. Yeah. I know. They're like, <laughs> I'll fuck anything. They're like, we didn't literally don't care if it's open or not. I know. Just whatever. <laughs> and hey, great for me. <laughs> um, But yeah, come in the pussy versus come on the pussy you're still gonna be you could still get when it fluids if your fluids touch so if her fluid the his jizz got on her vagina and he he had a certain sti it could be transmitted technically yeah, but if you come on someone's ass it can drip down the crack right back into it, your yeah, vagina yeah so either way get tested yeah i mean like you Just should get tested you should have like if you're having I mean, if you're having a relationship with someone else especially if you have like a primary partner you should be a little bit extra cautious because you're putting two people at risk you're putting well, yourself yeah. and your partner at risk and i don't think you and your wife should have sex until she's gotten tested just to be if you if you want to be safe if you want to be like the safest yeah i don't think it was like a dick move though i mean, I mean if you're yeah because if you're gonna come on your ass it's gonna it's like on top of your pussy it's i mean it's we I mean, did it get on the labia menorah or I mean, on like the the little bump see we didn't get it even if terms. it did i mean that's like a that's just like a, a risk you're taking when you're having sex with someone like if you're fucking someone and it you absolutely don't want their cum to touch any of your parts then you shouldn't be having sex with them in the first place yeah or just i mean if they have a condom on the whole time but i mean i think you could could he reinstate like hey let's do this rule where you have to wear condoms all the time and you cannot jizz on your skin because I mean what if jizz gets in your eye and you have something in your jizz mm, see this is this I think is, I've had too much coughs here yeah this is my problem with these open relationships too many fucking rules yeah, I just need to be able to go crazy but it sounds so fun yeah no I mean it's fine but then again like but then you can't fucking tell a story to your partner and have them be like but where did exactly show me with a marker where did the cum get on right. your body well I do know speaking of like with the how at risk is she now or how much more at risk is she if he came in or versus on her um, I do know with like toothbrushes um, one of the I've heard my my gynecologist says and a couple other people my friend Tyra doesn't share toothbrushes with other people because if your gums if you have cuts on your gums and you have um, certain infections you can spread that to somebody else yeah. by sharing their toothbrush it's fucking so, disgusting you know so that's how easy it is to transmit something so have her get tested it's not the biggest deal in the world um, but get tested. It's very easy, but it's also very hard. I mean, there's also like things like people are like, oh, how many public toilet seats have you like sat on? You know, so many. Like those are way dirtier. I, I honestly, I think you're fine. And um, yeah, I mean, like you did ruin it for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it seems like she had a great old time and then you're just, you know. But also, and I, but I also, I think it's like, it, it, it's a little, it's a little demeaning in that like a woman, you know, like your, your, your wife is a grown ass woman and she was a part of this, of this sexual interaction and if she's out on her own having sex, I'm going to put full faith in her that she knows the, the the safe way to do it. Yeah. So if it didn't feel unsafe to her, then it's not unsafe. Treat, yes. It's like me and my mom. Like, I need to just step away and let her live her own life. 
yeah. not be responsible for her yeah happiness. i mean it's so i mean it's but it's like also if you're ha- having an open marriage you should be getting tested regularly oh, anyway yep 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 all right crew what we got oh i forgot i had to read if something. you want to email us uh you can do so <laughs> at sorry about last night's show at gmail.com uh crushing on the man i supervise hi corinne and christina i hate christmas and the only thing i am (laughs) thinking about is the man i have a crush on who i also happen to supervise there are a few layers to this first of all i feel like i develop crushes on people too easily what is that about boredom probably uh if someone is just a little nice to me i start to feel something for them yeah, what are you, a guy? Uh, I've, <laughs> I've been single for about two years and it has mostly been fine and I've gotten a lot done. Ugh, you're telling me. Uh, finished my <laughs> master's and got promoted, but part of me wow. really wants someone to be physical with. I have been craving... Bye, masters. <laughs> I have been craving more and more physical affection than I can uh, ever remember. Over the summer, I had a crush on a different co-worker uh, to which I finally said something and he didn't feel the same way. Yeah, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, it felt good to openly discuss my feelings, though finding out he didn't feel the same way stung initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I feel like I am <laughs> developing this crush on the man I supervise. He is so nice, understanding, and hardworking. He is also such a goof and is great at making stressful work situations more bearable. Typically, I would just tell it like it is, but since I'm his boss, I don't know how to proceed. I've been binging your podcast and even repeating episodes, so I'm not thinking about him 24-7 this winter break. Also, bigger picture... Does the power struggle that we have witnessed so much lately between men and women in the workplace exist when the woman is higher up? I'm really glad you wrote that sentence because that was what I was going to say to you. Uh, If this is red, please don't say my name as I talk about your podcast a lot and he could be tuning in. I mean, I think you're thinking too highly of yourself, but... <laughs> he must be listening because I've been talking about it, and you know how men are always doing things. That always women are taking my recommendations. About. No, I love you, girl. Thanks for rating in. I feel a lot of feeling. I mean, I also get crushes very easily. Ugh, lucky, because I so like, hard for me to get a crush. I like. I have to. I have to have a crush on people for me to even want to go anywhere because <laughs> otherwise, I just have no need to be any place. It really is the reason I did well in middle school. Yeah, it's just. It's just a, a little. It, that's my cup of coffee. It's just a little something to get me going in the morning. Oh, uh, mm. I love having a crush. It's super fun. But I mean, <laughs> I never act on it because, like, we're not trying to ruin people's lives here. Wait, that, is that why you? You masturbate to people you know in real life um uh i mean that's part of it it's like just it's just more fun for it feels me. so risky to masturbate to a real life person well if for me it feels like more because it's like it's more it get me gets me horror because like oh there's a real chance that if i wanted to i could have sex with this person yeah. but like brad pitt's never gonna fuck me how do you know girl don't be so, so down on yourself i mean that's true he has gone through phases with questionable people <laughs> Seems like he is a bit of a bottom feeder at times. Hey, Brad, you want to go rock bottom? Yeah. Well, it's not me because I'm worth more. Rock bottom. I'm into it. You know, he could go through a phase where he wants to like fuck a funny girl. <laughs> <laughs> Corinne. Oh, Brad Pitt. Oh, boy. Okay, back okay. to this chick. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay, so yeah, you already say that you get crushes easily. And I mean, I think what you, the point that you brought up about the power dynamic yep. is like, you're the person's boss. It's inappropriate for you. And if we want to be treated, feminism is about equality. And if we um, feel uncomfortable when our male bosses hit on us, even if, you know, the physical threat is a little bit different, like we can't be doing the same thing to people that we're the bosses of. Yep. It's just inappropriate. There's a million bazillion fucking people in the world. If you're that goddamn in love with him, you got to step down from your job and people have done that before but i mean that 
that's a big risk if you have no idea and he's never made any, you know, feelings toward you. Yeah, that's a that's a jump into a lot of conclusions. My recommendation is uh, just find watch him um, for a couple days and you're bound to see him do something or say something that's repulsive and then just really hone in on that. That's how I get over crushes. I just find something disgusting about a person to obsess over until uh, my feelings on them have gone away. It's like it's a kind that's of actually really works. Yeah, it's a really great method because we put we put all these people that we have crushes on on a pedestal. Like I have I like I have a crush on like a celebrity right now and I'm like just talking myself out of it because it's like this person is not who you think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. They have no it's just like there's a bunch of things going like it's just like they're not who you think they are. And I've never had a boyfriend that I got to know them and everything that I thought was true or like they were really that great. <laughs> Well, I think that's why that's the fun of having a crush. And that's why yeah. that's the fun part about not acting on the crush because you don't ruin it for yourself. Right. So you get to put this person on the imaginary pedestal yes. that you kind of made up for them with a little bit of context clues, but you just ran with it. Yeah. And it's like, let me enjoy this fake person in front of me. Okay? Yeah. And there are God people who I like love very fully. And I think James is a great person. But like, yeah, James is like a very human person. He has a lot of human flaws, as do I. And right. It's, that's so annoying. That's just what it is and it is and it's either you're gonna love them unconditionally but it's like no one's that fucking great is the the moral to the story so beyonce that's it there's no there's (laughs) no reason to to put your job on the line or make this person feel uncomfortable yeah and it's back again to the you know when somebody higher up than you in the company especially your direct supervisor if they hit a, a supervisor hitting on you is so uncomfortable, even if you do like them back, like it's just, just don't, just don't to have a crush on someone else. Yeah. And maybe you won't Make be that, at that job forever. Just and you, you have can a hit crush doesn't mean you have to act on it. Right. Okay. This email made me, oh man, oh, I'm excited boy. to hear your thoughts. I'm scared. Hi, Corinne and that other chick whose name I keep forgetting. Chrissy. Anyway, let's get to the point. Is that what it really said? Oh yeah. Oh, that's so rude. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I think it's funny. Oh, okay. Um, It's Christina, asshole. Uh, I am a psychopath. Full-blown, don't give a shit if you live or die psychopath. Of course they know my name. (laughs) Of course. I know. I'm not a serial killer or something like that. Not to say I wouldn't kill a lot of people if murder was legal or some sort of purge situation appeared. (laughs) I hear you. I only keep from that kind of behavior because I don't want to go to jail. Well, I'm an outward and I, I am outward a nice guy. Uh, you wouldn't know it that I'm a psychopath because I act like a normal person. Emphasis on act. I only appear normal because I follow the other people's behaviors and situations. Really, I don't give a shit and would stomp you to death because you annoy me. Is this your husband? (laughs) But I keep up appearances so that I can fit in society. The stigma of being a psychopath is that we are all, we are all murderers and criminals and terrible people. It's unfair. So I must keep my psychopathy a secret so that I can have friends. I still want friends and a girlfriend because I get lonely like everyone else sometimes. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot, but enough that I want a girlfriend to fuck and interact with sometimes. This is a problem I want advice on. How do I get a girlfriend? I don't know how to get close to someone. I've never been in a relationship before and don't know how to do relationship stuff. I mean, I can probably fake it, uh, making it look like I love somebody or maybe I will fall in love even though I don't think I can feel love. (laughs) Emotions just isn't a thing I have. 
I lack all forms of empathy and feelings for other people. Mm. I just keep them around. Corinne, you're gonna slide off my couch. I'm gonna just keep them around <laughs> for company when I get bored. Uh, uh-huh. Is it just basically me manipulating them into thinking I like them? Now, can I do this to a girl? How do I find someone who isn't annoying and I want to keep around? <laughs> Story of my life. Do I tell them about me being a psychopath or do I just fake it all the time with her like I normally do? There is another thing which is a problem. I like girls and I love fucking them. I have a lot of one night stands, but no one, none of them is someone I want to keep around. Am I doomed to be on my own for the rest of my life? The problems with women is that I am a misogynist. I literally hate women, but I still want them in my life. I know it's a mess, but I want to have a girlfriend still. Do I just pretend all the time to get somebody or do I, do I come clean and admit all my flaws to somebody and try to have a real connection? Or is it better for me to just pretend and find someone who just isn't annoying and settle down and pretend for the rest of my life? Like I have my, uh, like I have all my life, please give me some advice. I would be grateful. You are not annoying and I like you both, but you're taken to, and to, I don't know what that means. Not being annoying is a great compliment from me. And I like the podcast. Best wishes and a Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, peace out from a psychopath fella. Oh, I just, man. I like this email a lot. We have very, uh, uh, various psychopaths that listen to the, the guys' yeah. podcast. Hey, psycho. But that's why I'm like, can't he shack up with a chick psychopath? And well, they can both talk about it. They want to, you know, their feelings are seem similar if they're both psychopaths and we're not going to act on them. We're very, we're which good for you. Very inclusive podcast here. Um, Welcome psychopaths. uh, I mean, I don't know what the real purpose of having a significant other is. If you feel no emotions, I mean, cause let me tell you, like, I wish I felt less emotions so that I didn't, didn't ever feel lonely. And then I didn't ever need to have someone. Right. Well, he obviously has that feeling of wanting companionship. Right. I mean, I think you're giving yourself too much credit. You're not as psycho as you think you are. God. <laughs> Step down from your little psychopath pedestal you put yourself on. Um, you're a little psychopath. Yeah. I mean, which, it seems to me like you might want to see a therapist before you go. But I, 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 if you're like a true uh, purist psychopath, I'm sure you're not going to want to do that. Oh, yeah. uh, so, I, I mean, I get it. Um, I think being honest about it is there like a psychopath it's, uh, it's gonna make you more psycho right path well thinking it's gonna make you depressed thinking that you like somebody that would make me so depressed although i don't know maybe it'll make you happy it doesn't seem like it would make you happy it doesn't seem like faking that you like somebody to, and going through the motions that you think you're supposed to go through i actually think you can have you can find another person who fucking hates everyone as much as you do and you can spend your days having sex and making fun of people. I do think it was interesting that he said he was a misogynist and he ain't women, but he still right. wants to fuck them. Because right. I do feel like a lot of, uh, not all men, but a good a chunk feel that way. And I think a chunk of women feel that way towards men. I mean, maybe straight speaking. Find a woman who already hates herself and then you're no. not doing any damage. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> then you're taking advantage of somebody. I just, I mean... It's interesting that a psychopath to me would still like want a relationship uh, because like, yeah, you can both hate everyone else, but then you like you're either going to fall for one another or just like ruin each other's lives further. And he's he lives in Sweden. So like you're surrounded by a lot of hotties. Just I mean, I just don't think I, I don't feel 
comfortable recommending that he interact closely with anybody honestly if i want to give siri i could give joke advice but i mean i truly don't if you if you are the psychopath i mean number one kudos to you for uh realizing that about yourself yeah yeah but i mean very self-aware i think it's just like if you're going to be going through the motions, if you don't actually like women, you just like having sex with them, but you kind of like also want to have someone around. If you have money, like, get a dog. That's a good like, idea. What are you doing? Like, and, I, and a flashlight. Yeah, see, I can understand. Flashlight's not going to talk back. Yeah, and also like make a, and like, you know, keep doing whatever you're doing business wise so that you have money for sex workers. Don't fucking abuse them though. And yeah. you just get high end escorts. Like, the, why bring someone else into that even if you're a psychopath you have to realize that like i know you have no empathy for others but as someone who uh surprisingly can feel empathy like that's why would you do that to somebody else yeah like, why would you bring someone else into that situation yeah you don't even want them there yeah you really don't seem like you do but then you want companionship i think going to a therapist is a good first step because then you could kind of figure you could talk out your own feelings and make sense of them and find out what is best for you is casual sex best for you or is um, maybe having friends that you can hang out with and then casual sex partners that you can fuck because I know you I think know. that you're like so psycho that like no therapist will be you're able like to a, handle you. You're but like, like a stuck up goth psychopath. Yeah. Like a, like a my taste of music is better than yours kind of psychopath. Like I'm sure someone would be able to handle you. <laughs> yeah. And they will. I but will. I would say work on yourself first. So you can figure out what it is that you need the yeah. most and what's the healthiest yeah. because right now yeah don't get on tinder put the phone down like if anything it's like maybe you should just like work on getting a little more psychopathic so that you don't need anyone else yeah don't be a half-ass psychopath yeah either, either go full psychopath <laughs> or go or, or not at all <laughs> yeah therapy is a great starting point and then having yeah. perhaps working outwards from there and really it. happy jail exists so happy because people really do not want to commit crimes because of it. Yeah, that's great. If you could just be a, be a peach and not murder anyone, we would really appreciate <laughs> hey, it. Hey, dear, be a doll. Don't <laughs> kill anybody. Thank y'all. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, the pity hand job that's ruining lives. Oh, hand jobs are for yourself. Hey, Corinne and Christina, <laughs> I have recently become a listener to the show over the past few weeks and it's quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. You have great taste. You girls are awesome. Also, happy holidays, by the way. Three years ago, I went on a date with this guy I met on this gay dating app called Jacked. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dope ass name. And pretty much by the end of the date, I knew I felt nothing for him. And yet he was really into me. He asked me out again, but I hate rejecting people. So I told him I'd go on a second date, even though I was unattracted mentally and physically to him. He was a nice guy. So I figured, why not give it a second go? Second was worse than first for me. What is this? Your soulmate now? (laughs) Um... Upon our chats, he mentioned that he was a virgin and he didn't want to have sex until he was in a serious long-term relationship snooze fest. Uh, I found that kind of sweet, but at the same time, he was in his early 30s. So it is also kind of strange. I'm sorry to laugh, but not. Um, Staying pure for marriage and et cetera sounds cute in your 20s, but over 30. That is cute. That is the only adjective that works for that is cute. Seemed weird in my opinion. If I were to keep seeing him, I personally wouldn't want to be the first time why would you keep seeing him anyway you don't like him oh boy the idea of being someone's first time having sex just seemed too much for me so one afternoon while hanging out i said to myself 
he's a nice dude. Oh but I have, I really have to get out of this situation, but I feel bad for him. So maybe I could give him a pity hand job and oh. then disappear forever. Oh, yeah. Great, Thelma Louise. It sounds terrible, but at the time, it was the first idea that came to my head. <laughs> so I jerked him off and then avoided him. <laughs> Though he kept trying connecting with me oh. and eventually I gave in and he's been in my life oh since. Oh my God, you dude. What? What? Why? He's become someone I'd consider a good friend, but he wants to be more so very badly. Yeah, no shit, because he thinks you like him. I have no attraction to him to, or towards him, and the thought of being physical with him makes me uncomfortable. Oh my God. Yeah, me too. I see other people and I have been having regular sex with people, and I know it hurts his feelings. Well, stop well, telling him about tell it. Him. I'm not going to slow down my life for someone I have no desire to be with. No one's asking you to. But it also hurts seeing someone I consider a friend hurt because I don't want them. Now it's gotten to the point where it seems like he wants to get my affection by buying many nice things, but it's actually turning me off more. I wish I never gave him that pity hand job. It's made my dating life awkward and has stopped his... Wait, and has... and has stopped his completely to focus on me. I don't even know what that means. So oh, his I, life. Well, the sentence just wasn't correct, oh, okay. but uh, <laughs> uh, that's the least of this person's worries. <laughs> so how do I break up with my friend without hurting his feelings? At this point, if it means the end of our friendship completely, so be it. But admittedly, I'd miss having him around. Oh, as just my friend. An ego booster. Speaking of mm. psychopaths, dude. Right. I got a guy in Sweden for you. Okay? Oh my God, you got yourself into a real pickle here, mister. Um, I do think that he secretly likes that attention because yeah. any person, I don't care who you are, it's nice when someone has a crush on you and they like you. Uh, to a certain extent. It becomes depends. a headache eventually because you don't want to hurt their feelings. But if he lets, when people let people like, people like that stay, stick around i always wonder do you just secretly like the ego boost and you can't even recognize that yourself yeah i think we've all had instances where someone that we weren't attracted to has a crush on us and we don't want to take it to the next step with them but then also if they start dating someone else we'd be pissed yeah we've all had that yeah it's yeah. a very human thing it's like it's like i want you, you to feel want oddly me. territorial yeah you want them to want you but you don't want them. because i bet you if that guy stopped stopped giving him gifts and stopped being around and then started dating somebody else, the author of this email might get a little pissed. Yeah, for sure. Because you could just end it like a nice person. Mm-hmm. That's the nicer thing to do if you're so nice. Yeah, I mean, I, it. I think you number one have to definitely stop accepting gifts from this person. Like that poor guy is like wasting all his money on you. Um, and you have to and you have to just tell him the truth. Be like, listen, I really like having you around as a friend, but I this is just not going to be anything more than friendship. And I feel like maybe you think it's going to be more than friendship. And if I'm wrong with that, please I, excuse me. But that's just the way it feels on my end. You just have to come yeah. clean because you're just this poor guy. You're He's yeah. wasting his money and his time on you. And, um, and you're not making it clear the way you know you should make it clear. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, you know, it's, you, it's okay. We've all hooked up with someone who we weren't like passionately in love with. Like you just gave him a hand job. It's not a big deal. I don't even know how it got this far. Um, but it, it, you it, let it get this far. That's how. It's just weird that he just he keeps coming around. Like, I don't know if we're like missing some details to this story. Uh, but I like, think he likes it secretly. And I say that because I've done that to like two guys. 
guys well, I feel so bad but it's so also mean. like have a sit down with yourself and it's like why yeah. what is the reason like, how did it like how did how did this person end up becoming such a part of your life like why there has to be a reason like you say that you don't like this person you say you're not attracted to them but you like like having them around you like I think it's one of those you you're weird I think you, the fact that you are I think you may be a little attracted to this person and that makes you uncomfortable yeah or maybe it's something like you know like the you you secretly do have a crush on them but maybe like he's not hot enough where like yeah you would feel insecure bringing him around to your friends or something like that but looks fade with age and soul stays forever just like really take a good look at yourself and then why this person ended up being in your life for such a long time and if you truly what you're saying on the page is it truly remains accurate it, then you need to just have an honest conversation and free this person uh, from this crush on you or in, or just uh, introduce them to someone else that he can latch on to. That's another <laughs> one of my techniques. Distract them with Work, a shinier boy. Works like a charm. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've done that. I've done that the two times that I have done it that I can recall. It's been... And I know they were going to like give me a gift specifically. Yeah. It's been in front of somebody that I have a crush on and I want them to see that how wanted I am. It's so selfish and egotistical. You want them to know how wanted. Dude, like, like I, I want to be like, um, I, I'm like, if you're going to give me a Gilda Radder t-shirt, do it in front of this guy I have a crush on. Right, right, right. And I know exactly who Sorry, you're talking Steve. about. <laughs> but he's married with a baby. It's fine. He is. But he's, he's such a nice well. guy. And he's doing well. But yeah. No, I... I Maybe that email resonated with me so much because uh, I am also flawed. Um, okay. Uh, the subject line of this email. My mother found my fucking dildo. Hi. Okay. So I literally had the most weirdest interaction with my fucking mother and I don't know what the fuck to do. Your podcast is really my only outlet for my sexual side. So I didn't know who else to turn to about this background for the story. I'm 23 year old girl, Indian Muslim parents, old school, but weirdly liberal father and want to be religious parentheses, but not really mother. My sexual life slash side is a doozy and I'm not trying open. I'm not trying open that can of worms, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago when I started getting comfortable with myself and what I want sexually. I wanted to learn to really enjoy masturbating instead of doing it because I was bored. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. So I went out and bought my first dildo literally fucking yesterday. And I can just say I'm pleasantly surprised by how fun it was. I throw the packaging away. No biggie. So a whole day goes by. And when my mom came home from dinner, she comes up to me with this like shy smile and shit telling me, quote, I went through your trash and found your thing. And at first I didn't get it. When I, when I got it, I was obviously embarrassed and started nervous laughing. She laughed too. So I was hoping it'd be like, no, like a, no one talks about it anymore kind of thing. <clears throat> but I made the mistake of asking her why she was going through my trash of all things in the first place. Then she got hella defensive and tried to turn it on me and say, tisk tisk, why would you have that? We are Muslim and girls aren't supposed to do things like that. And then she told me I should pray more. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> my initial emotion was anger because why was she going through my trash in the first place? Then I got embarrassed because first of all, my mother and secondly is because I wonder if my mom was right. 
Should I be more modest? Was the dildo too much? Is this a sign from the universe telling me to stick to my fingers? But I'm still angry. I'm 23. I'm single. I got no man and I kind of don't really want a man right now. Should I really let my mom judge me like that? Because, well, she's my mom. What do you guys think of my situation? What do I do? Thanks for all you what you ladies do. No, you don't let your mom decide what you put up your vagina. Girl, she you're 23 years old. Seems like you're living under her roof. So maybe she has the right to come in your room because it's her fucking house. That's really annoying. I suggest possibly getting your own place if you can afford it financially. If not, I totally understand. I think your mom at first, I feel like she was probably fighting fighting being understanding and like, yo, you got to do it. That's awesome. And also fighting maybe uh, parts of her culture that she was raised with that she maybe feels, I don't think this is really right because it's not really hurting anybody, but that's kind of battling within herself maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, either way, no matter what religion you are or zero religion, it's going to be awkward if your mom finds your dildo. That's true. So true. I think it's there's this misconception that you can't love your God and also your pussy. And if you ever think that, then that's I'm I don't even God I, wants you to love your pussy. Whatever you whoever your God yeah, it's is just wrong. I don't even care like, if there is a God or pussy. not. There, it, so that's wrong. You, you 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 like enjoying your body and being a sad. There's this there's this thing and it's present in a lot of religions, but also in life in general that to be like a good person. We also have to at times be miserable. And I do not yeah. agree with that. I, yeah. And I, there, there's always people in your life that are saying, you know, like you have to be miserable or you have to, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to. No, you don't have to ever do things that you don't want to. I think the, the, the challenge of life is finding a way to never have to do things that you don't want to do without hurting anybody else. And that whole saying, if you can't have your cake, you need to <clears throat> Too. Why are you having cake? You're just gonna sit there and stare at the goddamn cake. It's not <laughs> selfish to have a piece of cake and then put it in your goddamn mouth. Right. You have a pussy. You want to put a dildo up it. Do it. You're yeah. 23 years old. You should no, don't let your mother dictate how you feel about your own sexuality. Right. Even though I get that it can be easier said than done. But trust me, it is un- they are unrelated. The two are unrelated completely. Yeah, and then also... You do whatever you want with your pussy. You absolutely need to move out. So, guys, yeah. sorry. If you're 21 or over, you got to get out of your parents' house. It, and I know your it's own like, sanity. money, or like, mm. I want to go backpack to Europe and I don't have a job. I'm blogging right now. I'm interning. Get the fuck out of your parents' my house. My dad pays for my sidekick. Your life will be easier because either you're, you're going to end You'll up... You'll learn how to pay bills. You're going to either end up liking your parents too much or you're going to end That's up hating like your good. parents. They're That's both, not good either. They're both unhealthy. You got to get out. You have to get out. Yeah. You have to, you have to, have to, have to get out. I cannot, t- I cannot tell this enough. I haven't lived at home full the time. fuck out of your house. Until I, since I was 17 years old. I, on the drive back from Pennsylvania after the most weary Christmas, uh, I was saying, I'm like, how do people, if I had to move back home, I, I, it's just better I, for I'd everyone. Live, I'd rather live in a tent in Grand Central. Figure it out. You can 100% figure it out. I'll sleep under the bridge. We live in fucking New York it's City weird. and we care. figured it out. Neither of us are from rich Oh families. my God. Okay. And I figure not, it the fuck out. I don't know how. You do. You really figure it out for your own sanity. You And you're making the world a better place, place by making yourself more sane. Dude, I fucking somehow managed to live on my own uh, in New York City on $19,000 a year. For like yep. a decade. 
It's possible. You just have to really, really think about it. And I know there are other things you want to do. You want to buy a nice stuff. You want to have an iPhone. That's not, that, that's not, no, that, that's not what matters in life though. It's a, What's going to help you uh, be more beneficial to you, even though the society will trick you into thinking is having an iPhone 10. It's really being independent. Yeah. The greatest gift you can give yourself is moving the fuck out of your parents' house. Get a roommate, move in with a sibling, do any of those things. Just get the fuck out. We should start a charity for people to help oh them move God. out of their parents' house. No, but you know what? The charity is just more hand-holding. I think a lot of young people get in constantly hand-held. No, just get the fuck out. Get, get the out. Fuck out. Get out. Why are you there? Get out. Get up. <laughs> get up and get out. What else are we doing? Um, I just want, do you want to read one more? This is a funny one. Sure. Yeah, it's very yeah. short. Do it. <laughs> I wanted to analyze it with you. Oh boy. The the subject line is bitches. Okay. I was like, okay. Subject line was only to get your attention. This is from a guy. I would love to meet you both and have my way with one of you. Then come on the show and talk about it. A little about me. I'm 29, just or 28, excuse me. No just, thanks. Just got <laughs> Just got divorced. I was in the Marines for eight years. Now I'm a student at ASU studying psychology. Life's good. I heard about you through Joe Rog Joe's podcast, Joe Rogan. I def have a fat crush on one of you. And he sends a picture and he's a good looking guy, but I'm like, that's not the way you get fucked. Mm. Like if if people I just this is one of the um one of human behaviors that just truly fascinates me. And I don't, maybe the tone of this email is so sarcastic and I'm missing the point, but even if it is, it's just not the way to get someone's attention. Right. I, also I mean, like, you did get my attention, but not in a good way. I also like how he keeps it vague. He's like, I definitely have a fat crush on oh, one oh, of Oh no, I can't go to sleep, mister. Who is it? Oh no, is Which it one? Me? If it's Corinne, I'm going to kill myself. Oh uh, God. Well, um, it's funny because it kind of looked like James from a distance and then I looked closer and I was like, no, James is much cuter. Yeah, yeah. No, Damn. it's... Oh, sick. Discorin. And then there's gonna be a follow-up email. It was Christina anyway, you fat bitch. <laughs> you fat bitch. Oh, hey, God. why don't you go nibble some grass? Ugh. I don't know. I'm so cough syrup makes me loopy as fuck. All right, guys. Burp, burp, burp. Guys, what that was you have fun with us. What we a can time we one more. What a time. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm very hungry. I gotta go. Okay. <laughs> well, I figure that was a good ending. No, anyway. it was. It was a good ending. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. For those of you who have listened to it for, for all four years, we appreciate you. You mean a lot to us. This is accidentally unfolded as a little bit of a reality show. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate everyone being so caring and kind. And it's 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 really um, feels like an accomplishment to have fans of what you do. But the biggest accomplishment is to have those fans be like, awesome people and it means a lot to me and you're talented and good people and you're kind and i mean some of you yeah not the yeah some of you <laughs> suck but the, hey that's okay well i mean it's a it's a mix if everyone who listened was talented and great we'd be like well this is yeah. a weird yeah we should probably do something wrong kind of twilight zone that we're existing in yeah. uh i mean i if you had told me four years ago that i would be 32 and still doing the guys we fuck podcast i would have said <laughs> lol uh but uh here we are and uh, it, yeah, it's been it's been very it's been very a very interesting, interesting little thing. Yeah. A weird thing. Just it's a, a weird, weird like um, 
uh, a lot of people, something that a lot of people have been saying to us, uh, mostly in like the industry, like the comedy community and stuff is like, you guys are the underdog. Like it feels good to root for the underdog. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Because I guess with podcasts, when you start a podcast, a lot of the ones that are more successful have, they're hosted by famous people. Right. Like well, Mark I mean, Maron like, or Anna Ferris or, you we know. We truly did it on our own. And I think that's, yeah. and you know, then a lot of other people think, thought to themselves, oh, I can truly do it on um, my own. On and you, my own. And you can't. But that it's nice that you tried, and we're really. I mean, hey, we've tried. We've been trying to do a lot of shit on our own. We did, and this is the first one that popped, and this is right. good. It's good, and it's exciting. Do you have a New Year's resolution? I have a whole uh, iPhone notes section. Oh, wow. of New Year's resolutions. Anyone you want to share? No. I don't really expose them. I mean, the one I will expose because you guys will see it is that I'm gonna get again take one more step back away from social media. I turn comments off this way. I'm gonna I'm gonna unfollow almost everyone on Instagram. That's oh, that's because fun. I just just uh, and and so every anytime I want to be on um, social media. Or grab for my phone. I'm gonna grab a book instead, which seems sounds so. No, that's why I nerdy. That's why I asked for a book light but, because we have so many. We've had so many guests on the podcast. Yeah. Oh my god! And also, someone either tweeted at us or emailed us. But they're they're a couple, and one of them. I don't know if they did this for each other. One member of the couple did it for another member for Christmas gift. They gave them a, the books Fucked, for yeah. everyone, but for every guest that has been on Guys oh, Who Fucked that have written a that. book. So John Ronson, Jimmy Fallon, like oh, Nadine Strassen, um, Girl Sex 101. Um, like, and so that's really cool. Oh, I gave everyone in my family a, a copy of John Ronson. So you've been publicly nice. shamed. That was my one, one thing. I was like, I don't even care. I was like, you have this book change my the way i think about everything yeah amazing it's a really good fucking book. um but yeah so i'm just gonna i'm i just don't need i want to i want to read more from intelligent people in books instead of fucking nimrods online yeah because it's a better use of your time and it energy is. and it's growing your brain it is stuff. just such a waste of time it's not productive you're comparing your career your body your fate your relationship your everything even if you even so it's like even if someone who is like totally cool with themselves is doing it, I can only imagine what it's doing to other people. And it's just such a waste of time and energy. And I get angry about things that I need not get angry about. And I also have information about people's lives who I truly do don't not even know them. care about. Yeah, and you don't know them. And it is a waste. I could be making myself more intelligent, yeah. which is my main goal. Instead of anyway. worried about Holly's kid in preschool, like is did his knee get better? Who? He's got juvenile diabetes. And it's all fake anyway. It's all, no one looks like that. No one's having that great of a time. It's all nonsense. It's a waste. It's such a waste of time. I wish, and like, if it wasn't for our career, I would really truly not, try not to be on my phone. Mm-hmm. It, phones are such a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your New Year's resolution? Oh boy. I'm just mm. to, uh, to, to ask myself if I'm doing things for me or other people. That's a great one. That's I why gotta... I stopped going to a lot of birthday parties when I did that. Oh yeah. What, why am I going? Yeah, I don't want it to, to be there. Yeah, I keep. I have to ask myself: Do you want to do this? Why are you doing this? Yeah, and then also to um, expand my vocabulary. Oh, that's and awesome. that's one of the reasons why I want to be reading more. That's mm-hmm. why I asked for the book light because that's I wanna, the best way you could. I do have it. so many fucking books on my bookshelf that are amazing and these brilliant ideas just waiting to be absorbed. Right? Why am I reading or why am I online? Yeah. So, what's your New Year's resolution, fuckers? Because you should follow it and be a better person because by bettering yourself, you're bettering the world. Yeah, I think that's just take time to stop being so shitty. Don't be a piece of shit, but do things for yourself, you know? All right, guys. Uh, 
Thank you very much for listening to four years. Hopefully you keep listening. And if you don't, you know what? That's your prerogative. Yeah, it's fine. You do what you want. It's 2018 now. Yeah, you're you're your own person. Yeah. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to Guys We Fuck, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next week. You tell me I can be replaced, be replaced, be replaced. You tell me I can be replaced. Well, get off my back. You tell me I'm some big disgrace, big disgrace, big disgrace. You tell me I'm some big disgrace. Well, get off my back. much for listening to guys we fucked this holiday season give yourself the gift of a perfect fitting bra with third love third love creates bras that are super comfortable and look great in sizes double a through g as well as their exclusive half cup sizes go to thirdlove.com slash gwf now to get 15 percent off your third love purchase again that's thirdlove.com slash gwf